0: Hello and welcome to the Intuitive Rising podcast. I am so glad you're here. I'm your host, Amy Brooks, and up until about five years ago, I was just your average mom of three. It was after the sudden loss of my father that my life changed forever and the rising within me began. In this podcast, we will talk all things spiritual and healing through a very grounded and relatable approach. I hope you'll join me. Remembering who you always were as we rise together. Hello, everyone. Hello, risers. It's Amy here back again for another episode of the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I am so glad that you are here and choosing to tune in with me once again. Wherever you are in the world, I am. Thankful and grateful that you are here and you are listening. Today, I want to continue the chat a little bit about redirection um, that we talked about in episode five, and I shared a lot about our relocation story. I want to talk about and I want to share another redirection that's happened in my life. That, you know, it was one of those real signposts for me that showed me that I had really, really grown because if this thing that had happened, if it had happened years ago, even a few years ago, I think it would have made me feel pretty crappy about myself. I also think that I would not have shared it with other people because something that I've been doing in the last few years, and I find gets easier and easier to do the more that I do the inner work and the more that I work on my healing and my relationship to self is that I will share, you know, the the behind-the-scenes things more. If this podcast is any indication of that, right? Like, I'm sharing it all. I'm bearing it all. But before the last couple years, I would have been someone who might have carried shame, embarrassment about things such as rejection, um, failure, quote unquote, you know, trauma, abuse, addictions, all that kind of stuff because, and I think that a lot of us do, and it's because we've been conditioned and brought up to be hush hush. We don't talk about those things, right? Um, It's almost like there was a level of shame around being vulnerable but as we know as we begin healing that there is power in our vulnerability and that's actually where we, we you know gain our strength and our courage and that's where the most healing comes is from that vulnerability so that's been changing a lot for me in the last few years and I've noticed it because when you know shit hits the fan when something happens with me where I feel like you know, maybe somebody else might look at it as, oh, you know, that was a failure or you were rejected from something. I can view that with less, like there's not a wound associated with it anymore. It doesn't mean it, it might sting momentarily, but I'm able to recover much quick quicker. Um, and I don't go, I don't really deep dive into it in the sense that I don't overanalyze or obsess about that thing that maybe I been rejected from or have failed, quote unquote, from. So I've noticed that has been a huge indication of growth. I'm pointing that out because I want you to be aware of that within you. Have you noticed that you are maybe less distraught over something not working out are you able to have you been able to learn to surrender do you have trust in the fact that if something is not working out for you in the moment that it just means that this wasn't the right time or this wasn't the right person or this isn't the right thing do you trust that something better is on the way this is a lifelong journey but if you find yourself more apt to eventually get to that place, right? Like when it, when it takes less time to get there, to that place of acceptance, when we spend less time beating ourselves up and mentally like obsessing over those things, we know we are healing. And I want to point that out just as a signpost of your own healing. Because I feel like, you know, like when I work with clients... And we talk about things, um, you know, that maybe they've gone through, um, things that they're healing from. They, if there's, there seems to be this theme of not fully being aware of their growth and the fact that they've changed or healed. And I think that's pretty normal because when you are in it, like when you are the person experiencing the growth and the change, it isn't as obvious to you in the day-to-day kind of mundane things right it's it's only when something big happens normally that makes us go oh oh you know that's that's a change for me that's something that maybe I wouldn't have done before I wouldn't have reacted that way before but me when I'm connecting to somebody's energy I can bring forward and validate like those shifts that are happening daily within us because because we as humans, we like to have that validation, right? We like to know that something's working. And if we're not feeling it from in, in the day-to-day, maybe we give up sometimes, right? Because we feel like, oh, this is like not getting anywhere. It's reminding me of, you know... Many, many times over the course of my life where I would start a new exercise program, maybe a new food kind of diet of sorts. And um, if things weren't happening like really quick, I'd be like, nothing's happening, right? Um, but other people notice. Like if we keep with something, other people are like, whoa, you like, you've changed, right? I can, you look much smaller or whatever, whatever it is, um, even if we're not noticing it like those, um, non-scale victories. I remember when I was like big into, um, running and I was, um, really, really, you know, conscious of what was going into my body. Um, not that I'm not right now, but like, I was like counting calories and all that kind of stuff, which I'm not doing right now. I, uh, I would always focus on the non scale victories or NSVs, as they would call them, in the various um, online communities that I was joined in. Um, The biggest one that I I remember being in a lot was Tumblr. Who remembers Tumblr? (laughs) Um, It was a great place, and like there was so much support for other people that were kind of changing their lifestyle in some way. But I bring that up because, um, you know, because of the non scale victories. It was like focusing on those little changes that are happening. Even if the scale is not moving right, we can get obsessed on like one thing, um, whether it's a scale or whether it's an outcome or whether it is, you know, achievement or success. And then we we miss all of the other NSVs in our lives. Um, So I wanted to share story time again. You guys, the feedback has come back that you guys are enjoying this podcast. So thank you so much for those of you who have hit subscribe, who have um, downloaded and listened, who have given this a five-star review. If you haven't yet and you would like to, I would certainly appreciate it. I want to spread the word. I want the message to be shared with those who need it and that's the way to do it. So if you've already done that, thank you. And if you are about to, thank you. Um, But I'm getting good feedback about the storytelling and people really, really, really enjoyed, especially episode two, where I took a really deep dive into myself and my life and my journey. And there are certainly like many, many, many more um, places to go there. You know, I'm 43 I am, you know, I've lived a lot of days and I have a lot of stories, so there's going to be more and more of those. But today I want to tell you a story that I briefly touched on in episode two, I believe. Um, And I just want to build upon that story, but also sharing it through the lens of redirection. So as I shared before in an earlier episode, I have a psychology degree i have a bachelor's degree in psychology the plan was to go on and do my master's Um, maybe someday do my doctorate but really it was mainly like let's get my master's done i wanted to work in the field i wanted to um you know be a counselor a psychologist and work with people especially um with people that would have experienced abuse, um, traumatic kind of situations like that. That's, that's kind of, a, an area that I was really interested in going in. And as I shared in episode two, just various things kept showing up in my lives, life, sorry, not my lives. Another day we'll talk about my past lives. Maybe we'll share about past lives in a future, um, in a future episode. But for now we'll talk about this one, um, as Amy Brooks, this life I've lived, <laughs> um, so many things kept popping up in my life at the time that I was about to make the decision to go back to school or when I had already applied. Um, First time was when I got pregnant the first time with our oldest child who's now almost 17 at the end of this month. Um, I had just graduated university in May, um, like the end of May of that year and I would have conceived sometime in like after that, right? So like sometime um, in that last week of May is likely when that happened. And I had already applied to go to do my master's and I had been accepted. So this was a plan, it was happening. And then I found out I was unexpectedly pregnant and I and I shared all of the details about that and you know how my now husband and I were kind of like, I don't know if we're ready for this. I don't know if we're going to be able to get through this. There was just a lot of growing pains that we had to go through to get to where we are now and there's, there's still more to come. Um, our relationship will forever be evolving and growing and healing and all of the things as it should. Um... But long story short, I did not get to go to do my master's because I would have been like five or five months pregnant at the time it started. Um, I just decided, you know what, I'm not going to start something and then halfway through the year go off and have a baby. I'm just not going to go. I'm going to delay it um, perhaps when she is a year Um, I was working at the time. I mentioned that too, and I decided not to go back to work. So I was somebody that worked throughout my university career. I was working through university. I was working part-time at a hospital in human resources and um, then went full-time. And my plan was to go back to part-time and do my master's when she, you know, when my mat leave was up, when she was a year, um, I had, really lofty goals (laughs) think about it now. And I'm like, I was in for a surprise thinking that I was going to be able to work part-time and do my master's part-time and mother a child full-time. Like what was I, I was in dream world. I know that some people do that and kudos to you. It was not (laughs) something that I could do at the time. So I decided to put that goal on hold anticipating that um you know when when the time is right I would go back I didn't really expect more than a year maximum two years to go by before I went back and did my master's and I was still you know I'm in my mid-20s at this point so I still felt like I had lots of time and then she was like I said she was a what Dr. Sears calls a high needs baby um you know, diagnosed with colic and reflux and all of the things and um, I was diagnosed with postpartum anxiety and depression and really was having a hard time with that so the two of us were a pair for that first year, uh, year and a half and then things started to get a little bit easier and then baby number two came along Um and that was around the time when I was not yet applied for my master's but I had decided so I had made the decision last episode we talked about how important it is to make a decision right I had decided to go back and so I would have conceived him in right around Christmas time um, and I had planned to go to do my master's in that falling fall so he would have been like he was born beginning of September. So that, that wasn't working either. All of a sudden I'm like, okay, can't do that then either. Okay, universe, I'm listening. This is not the time yet. Um, so I didn't really personalize that as a failure. I wasn't upset. Like obviously I was having babies, and I was happy to have the babies, even if they were unexpected, um, I always felt deeply inside of myself that I would never have been able to make a decision because I'm this chronic overthinker, and m- not to speak for my husband, but like my husband can be the same, right? So we kind of joke around, like the universe knew that we um, we just needed it to happen, <laughs> Um, rather than planning, because we probably like would have, we'd still be sitting here today. Um, but yeah, it happened and we, we felt like it happened, you know, divine timing and all of that. And so it was put off again. Like I said, I didn't internalize it. I was kind of just like, okay, you know, I'm still young. Like it's not a big deal. We've got our kids, we've got two kids now and I'll just go back a couple years from now. And that was the plan. So then all of a sudden it was like, I'm going to go back and do this when the little one is in school. So, you know, I was planning for a total of like six, seven, six and a half years off from the time the first baby was born till the time the second one started school about six, six and a half years in there. And I'm like, you know what? It's fine. I'm still only going to be like 31. It's not a big deal. And um it was always the plan though, always the plan. Um, and then you know, as I shared, we got an unexpected posting message with my husband's work and moved to a new province unexpectedly and very quickly. Uh right, like literally within a week, a week before my youngest started school. So now all of a sudden it's like, okay, now we're being uprooted. I can't really make plans. You know, that time I had also applied been accepted um to the school back in my home province and then we got posted so at the last minute I had to withdraw and I'm thinking okay like okay universe right okay um this one hit harder this one stung a little bit more this redirection um and I I don't know I think it's because I really didn't want to be moved um, it wasn't like I was getting a reward out of it or I didn't perceive so at the time, you know, like with the two babies, I was like, okay, um, the reward is the baby, right? So it's, it's okay if I'm redirected for, you know, another year or a couple more years because I want these babies and, and now I have them. So it's fine. It's fine. Uh, and I kind of, I think I always kind of knew, well, I didn't actually know before I had babies, but once I did have my first baby, I knew that I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and once I had the second one it was like not even a question that I would be as well so there wasn't like a sting associated with me having to put that off until he went to school it was a choice I made actually Uh, but with the move not a choice I made right so that redirection stung more and I was definitely pissed off at the universe about it I did not want to be delayed again I did not want to be moved again yes maybe I could have applied to a school here but like it wouldn't have happened at that like that fall because obviously we moved up in the end of August so it's too late to apply for the fall so yeah maybe I could have started in January or even the following fall but it just felt like I don't know my mental health was like not that great right after we got moved as well and I just felt I felt very, like, woe is me, I guess is the best word to describe it. I felt pissed off at the universe. I felt kind of angry at my husband and his job for moving us because, (laughs) and I know it wasn't his fault. It's just in the moment you're looking for somebody to blame. But like when when we first met, I think I shared the story of when we first met. Did I share? We met on a blind date. Did I share that? Um, I was avoiding meeting him. Because he was in the military. Now, listen, I've been a military spouse now for uh, almost twenty years, so I am not poo-pooing on the military. But I grew up in a military town, and I knew that life, and I didn't want to live it. (laughs) In the sense that I didn't want to be moved around and posted. I didn't want my spouse to be um, deployed. I just, I just didn't want it. So up until that point, when I met him at age twenty-four, I was avoiding like other military men, if they had asked me out or somebody wanted to set me, set me up. I was like, no, when I found out they were in the military, but I, for whatever reason, you know, fate, whatever you want to call it, I agreed to meet my husband. Um, and uh, you know, the rest is history, but I was kind of pissed off about this move because when we met, I told him, you know, like there was a reason I was kind of avoiding meeting you. Um, there was a few reasons, but one of them was because I don't really want, to be involved with somebody in the military because of all the reasons that I just mentioned to you. And he was like, oh, don't worry. Like I am, my trade doesn't really get posted. I'm in the Navy. So it's not like, um, we don't get posted as often as say like the air force or the army would, I'm just probably going to get posted from ship to ship or from building to building. And, um, you know, yeah, I might have to go to sea, but you won't have to be moved. Like it would be very, very unlikely. Um, (laughs) as we know, we did get posted and, um, it it did happen, right? So there was that little bit of possibility there. And so I was kind of pissed off because I'm like, this is not what we agreed about. There's nothing he could do about it. Um, I'm getting really off topic, but that's how we are around here. That's how the brain works. Um... I also say I'm a lot, and I am very hyper aware of it, and I apologize if it annoys you, but I just can't seem to curb it yet, so oh, I was just about to say it. I caught myself uh, so we got posted here, then you know things happened with trying again for another baby, as I shared losing, having a miscarriage, um losing Henry who was my baby, who I had lost. Um, And then we, it just kept getting delayed and pushed off. And I was like, it's just not the time. And then I even kind of gave up on it. I just kind of gave up on it. Fast forward to 2022. So just last year, I was about three years into my business at that point. And I was, you know, picking up speed, building momentum, my business and the process, um, has been slow and steady. It hasn't been overnight success, but it's been slow and steady. And it's been like, it's been the way I want it actually, because It's like as I'm processing things and as I'm evolving, the business is as well with me. So it's not happening. It's not like I'm something's happening faster than I can keep up with. Um, Also, the people that I work with, the clients that I have, the followers that I have, the listeners that I have, you guys are engaged and been with me since the beginning most many so many of you have been with me since the very beginning and that means more to me than kind of like overnight success the slow and steady um you know and i have big dreams i, I really do feel i'm on a to t- t- i can never say this word but let's attempt it trajectory i do feel it um i felt it for many years i've also felt as if i'm somebody that's kind of going to bloom later in life rather than earlier in life, in terms of my career, in terms of my own personal development, I've always intuitively felt like life gets better for me, 40 plus. And certainly, um, you know, the last couple of years, now that I'm 43, I definitely can see that. And that's unfolding that way. So in 2022, I made the decision. Okay, so I'm like, I'm going to I'm doing my business, I'm. it's going well, how can I reach more people, how can I um, work with people that maybe, you know, ha, it, so, something that came up actually was because, you know, obviously my services are not covered under insurance or anything like that. I, I do feel like maybe in the next 20 years, 20 plus years, work like I do will be more globally kind of recognized as healing, um, as a type of therapy in in a sense. But it's difficult because people that do this work don't have to go through any training, um, or any sort of there's no sort of licensing involved with it. So so it's it's a difficult process, like to get to that. Um, you know, there are some really, 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 really good people doing this work that are natural therapists and counselors, and they also are healers. There's also some that are not um, doing, you know, good work in the sense that they're not ethical and working with integrity and with, you know, um, you know, morality, really, they're not moral in some sense. So it, that's a difficult process and I see it being slow, but I do kind of see it happening at one point. The reason I'm bringing that up is because I thought, because something that I hear a lot from my clients is this is so much than just a psychic reading or just a mediumship reading. Like something that I hear some common feedback is that I am like a therapist, that I am counseling as I'm bringing through intuitive messages, as I'm bringing through loved ones. There is a quality of therapy that comes through with it and I I love to hear that because I honestly do believe that I'm a natural born counselor and I believe that that adds something to the quality uh and the experience and the impact in the sessions that I do because like I said it's not just your basic random psychic reading it's really 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 deep and so I thought how can I reach those people That I know that I can help, but maybe they can't afford a session or maybe they don't even know that I could help them in that way. Like, how do I get around that? And after some contemplation, I thought to myself, well, maybe it's time to go and do that master's because maybe then I could appear more credible in some way, you know, I could accept insurance, you know, because I it, I would be licensed and all of that kind of stuff. So I thought maybe that would help with outreach, with 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 meeting people, exposing myself to people to who really would need me in that way. So there was there was a quality of like, how do I extend my reach? But there was underneath it all, there's this piece of how do I appear more credible? Okay, and that's really what I want to talk about today. I'm just going to make a note. So I applied. I took the plunge. I applied for a master's in psychology program. It was all a virtual program. So I could do it from home. Um, I could do it um, anytime I wanted, you know, like there was some, a couple hours a week of classes, but they didn't have to be attended live. You could watch the replay, like, cause a lot of the people that are in that program are working full time. So it's kind of built to accommodate people's schedules. And so I thought this is perfect. I applied for it. I spent a long time working, uh, on my letter of intent and, um, I gathered references from people, who spoke highly of me and said that I would be uh, an absolute natural fit for this. And that, you know, I think one person said, uh, in their, uh, reference, um, they said, I can't think of, of anybody else that would be better suited to work in counseling and therapy and psychology than Amy, which was a lovely thing to hear. But you know, the, the references were really good. The letter of intent was really good. It had been, It had been how many years since I had graduated university? I should have done this math ahead of time. 20 minus, it had been 17 years. Okay, so this coming spring, it's going to be 18 years since I graduated university. And so it had been a long time. And I knew that my first year, I was kind of, I, I I got by, you know, I wasn't an A student in my first year of university, but I was also taking a program that I didn't necessarily love. And it was in that first year that I discovered, I took an intro to psych course and discovered my passion and love for psychology. And so then in the second year, I changed my my focus. I got out of the first program I was in and moved into a focus on Taking psychology courses. And so my second, third, and fourth years, the marks are quite good, but that first year, not as great. And that first year affected my GPA. So I passed everything, right? But there was some C's in there, some B minuses. And so I didn't know. I just assumed my GPA would be high enough. (laughs) Your GPA has to be quite high, like your overall GPA, to get into a master's program for psychology. And I understand why, right? Because this is a professional level um, graduate degree. And, you know, if you're going to be working professionally in that field, you need to have high GPA, but I assumed that my GPA was high enough because the second, third, and fourth year of university for my undergrad, I did really well. And so I didn't like ask for a copy of my uh, GP, my transcript to be sent to me, I just had the university fax it directly to this other university that I was applying for. And um, I guess that was a mistake. <laughs> so what ended up happening is after a few months and back and forth correspondence with the admissions team there, I discovered that I did not get in and I was not accepted. And the only reason was because my GPA was one point below what it needed to be. 1. Point. and this was um it kind of shook me I'll be honest I remember reading the letter and almost kind of being like you know shaky from nerves and I took a moment you know I swallowed my pride for a moment and I remember thinking it's okay it's okay it's fine it's fine and I I I actually shared right away about it I didn't like I didn't hide it. I didn't bury it. I didn't take it as failure or that I wasn't good enough. I didn't attach it to my worthiness whatsoever. And that was huge for me actually when I realized that because I would have absolutely um, internalized that as failure and I would have been embarrassed of it. And I would have had shame about it. I certainly wouldn't have been talking about it on a podcast. Like, no way. Um, I wouldn't have even told anybody about it. I just would, like, hope that nobody would ever ask, like, whatever happened to... No, I wouldn't even talk about it. Um, <laughs> but I did. And I shared, you know, with, with a couple people. Oh, so, unfortunately, you know, I didn't get in didn't, because of one point low on my GPA. And I had a moment where I thought to myself... Okay, this is redirection. This is redirection. But where am I being directed to and why? Why is this not the right time? If like all my life, this has been my goal and other people recognize my suitability for it. And I got so close, so close and everything else was great. I remember even in the letter that I received back from the admissions um, team, Uh, at the master's program it was like your references and your letter of intent like everything was so so good that this one actually stung a little bit to say no because you would be so suitable Um, so they said you know if you just go and take um, maybe a university level a couple courses uh, online perhaps if you do that and that that can help bring up your overall GPA you'll get in like you'll be a shoe in it's just it's just that piece, and I kind of sat with it, and then a couple of weeks later, I did a live on Instagram and I ended up sharing about this, and I don't even know how it came up, but I shared about it, and then, as I was talking about it, I was having a newfound awareness and I was having like clarity and aha moments. And what came about for this, this particular redirection, like, why did that not work out for me? This is what came in, in a download from Spirit on a live on Instagram. It was that I am here to break the status quo. And I know that in my heart of hearts, like anybody whose path, you know, their, their calling and their natural abilities is to be a medium or a psychic in this world right now definitely would be here to break some sort of status quo. You know, it's not like, I don't think anybody, yeah, there's some people that might like choose to be a medium or a psychic. um, But I think a lot of us just feel as if it's unfolding for us in front of us and we feel the call and we follow it because it feels like it's naturally happening to us. And certainly this is me speaking from my, from my vantage point, from where I stand. So if you felt differently and you are a developing medium, just ignore me (laughs) from my vantage point. I'm like, this is not something I ever thought I would do, but it's just something that I had to do. Once it started, started unfolding to me, I couldn't turn my back on it. And so in this moment, I had this clarity that I am here to break the status quo. And that, remember how I say you have to get clear on your why. Why do you want the thing? And last week, I used the example of marriage. So I want to get married. Okay, but why do you want to get married? Why, why, why? What's your why? Always ask yourself your why when you're making a decision. Always ask yourself why and get really clear on it. So I realized in this moment of moments moment of moments is that that's a new term okay moment of moments I realized that my why one of the why so one of it was so I extend my reach so I can help more people through a more therapeutic like a like a spiritual psychologist that was something that I really wanted that was part of the why but as I mentioned earlier the other part of the why was so I can appear more credible and I really realized that that had been like a subconscious kind of belief of mine and in this live I had the aha oh my god it's because part of my why was around credibility and if I'm here to break the status quo and that's part of what I'm here to do and I'm I'm here to show people a different way of what's possible then why would spirit allow me to enter something where i'm there's kind of like a foundation around it you know like i can't speak to this super clearly because i am not a working therapist and i have never been but the people that i do know that i have encountered over the years that are licensed therapists, and that are quite spiritual, they can get frustrated with the red tape that's kind of associated with the profession in the sense that there's certain like parameters, right? So I'm just gonna, you know, for this case, if you can see me on YouTube, I'm making a box with my hands, cause I'm a hand talker. Um, but you know, that's, there's kind of a box, there's a framework, there's rules and regulations, and there's just, there's a framework and that a lot of those people that i do know sometimes get frustrated with that framework especially if they lean towards a holistic kind of way of being and thinking and and he, that type of healing because that world that profession doesn't always allow for that so it's not to say that there it doesn't allow for it at all but there are still parameters with it right so there's 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 still a boxed in kind of feeling, and so why would Spirit, knowing what my calling is, knowing what I am skilled with, what my abilities and gifts are, put me into that? When I w- it's it's kind of like would I would be clipping my own wings. I would be clipping my own wings because I'd be putting myself in a box to appear more credible when I'm here to build credibility my own way by moving through the muck, by growing, evolving, and just consistently showing up. The slow and steady, right? Not just like happening overnight. And so that was a big revelation for me because I thought, whoa, like, Of course, it didn't work out. Of course. And like, thank you, spirit. I remember saying, thank you, spirit. Thank you so much. Because once I had that moment of clarity, I thought, oh my goodness, like, no, I need to leave that behind. And that goal and that dream has hung, had hung over my head for 17 years. For 17 years, I felt a sense of failure Because I did not accomplish the thing that I said I was going to accomplish, which was to get my master's. And the universe, over and over and over again, redirected me away from it. Whether it was baby number one, baby number two, or unexpected posting message. Or, finally, your GPA is one point too low. Four times in 17 years, the universe redirected me and said, no, not this. Not this. And I almost want to get emotional when I talk about that because it honestly helped lift this burden of shame and embarrassment and failure and rejection and a feeling of like I let myself down because that's what I had. That's the lens that I was seeing this through before this, like before the experience of being rejected, rejected, quote unquote, redirected um, from this experience. Before that, it hung over my head for 17 years as, hey, remember that goal, that dream that you had that you have let go of that you didn't follow up on? remember that and it like hung it was heavy it was like a really heavy rock in like boulder it was a boulder in my backpack and in this moment on this live on just a random i don't know like tuesday afternoon i thought the rock flew out of my backpack it flew out and it's gone and i felt like crying then And I feel like crying now when I'm revisiting it because I cannot tell you the feeling of relief that that brought me. And there aren't really words to convey the experience of how it felt. I know I'm not doing it justice, but I can tell you it freed me. What is that boulder that you're carrying in your backpack? Can you today... As you're listening, wherever you are, think about what you've been redirected from in your life. Whether it's a relationship, a job, something to do with your education. Maybe it's just like a personal goal or dream that you've had for many, many years. And have you felt that burden of shame, of failure? Can you look back and reflect on your past and see how the universe was redirecting you? I promise you that if you can... If you are able to see that, if that shows up as clarity and aha moment for you, like it did for me, it is so worth going there because the relief you feel is just indescribable, indescribable. So now after that happened, after that aha moment of clarity, I have really poured myself into this my chosen profession the profession that i never thought i would have but feels like coming home feels very natural to me created this podcast the idea for this podcast was brewing very soon after that letter with the no in it the community that i created The content that I put out, the readings that I do, the connections that I make, all of that was enhanced because of that letter that said no. I felt a sense of renewed passion for my craft. Because somewhere in the back of my mind or somewhere in my subconscious, I was carrying this, I'm doing this, but like, I'm going to do this too, or maybe instead of, or I don't know. But there definitely was this filter of, this is incredible, I want to feel credible, I want somebody else's validation, I want somebody to tell me through a series of, I don't know, a degree, or um, a letter, some letters behind my name that tell the world that I'm credible. And so there must have been a part of me that wasn't fully in this. How could there not be if a part of me was still yearning for that, that credibility, the letters behind my name? Once again, I would be hiding, I would be Clipping my wings. If that had happened, Spirit knew I was here for more than that. I want to share with you. Um, last night I came downstairs late in the evening, right before I went to bed, to put some laundry in and I sat at my desk for a crook moment, checked my email. And then I felt really, really called to my cards back here behind me. And I felt called to a certain deck that I haven't used in months. The deck is called Sacred Rebels Oracle. And it's, by, it's created by Alana Fairchild. This is a beautiful deck. If you're watching on YouTube... By the way, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, I do have a YouTube account as well where I put up various videos as well as the video of this podcast. So if you want to watch me as I'm speaking or see what I'm pointing to sometimes, you can check me out on YouTube. Go over there and give me a like and subscribe. I would so appreciate it. It's the Intuitive Rising. So this deck is huge. The box is huge. The cards are big as well. But like, look at them. It's like the, 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 the child, the maiden, the mother and the crone here. I just, I love it. The card, the artwork is stunning. This is a beautiful deck. Uh, if you are looking for a new deck, you might just kind of want to check this out and see how it feels for you. And uh, it says guidance for living a unique and authentic life. I also want to tell you that the weekend that I was taking uh, Reiki training I pulled from this deck the morning of because I felt called to. That was the last actually, that was the last time that I visited this deck. And I felt like this had like Reiki energy in it. I don't know why, but I just did. And the message I got was about the third chakra, which we talk about, we talked about before here, right? So anyways, I came down last night and I pulled a card from this deck. And honestly it's not all that common for me to pull a card and feel like I want to cry like normally when I pull a card I feel excitement I feel like oh yes like thank you for validating what I already know and I just feel kind of excited I don't feel like I'm going to cry right I pulled this card last night and I I looked at the card and as soon as I looked at the card, I felt tears welling in my eyes and I thought, what is this about? And then I, you know, I said, thank you, spirit. Thank you. You see me. You, you, you are here. I know you're here. And then I went to the guidebook and I read it and I literally had a good cry. I did because it felt so validating. It felt as if the spirit world was right here with me, you know, supporting me. In all the things I've been talking about lately, in redirection, in, you know, being seen and heard and supported, in the feeling of doubt and like, am I making the right decision? Is this the right thing to do? I shared last week, I honestly believe that I'm going to be in that until I'm out of it. Like until the next phase of my life comes and we are moved and we are settled in our new home, in our new province, until that, I fully expect to feel this energy of doubt and what ifs. And I've just, I know that that is, the more that I allow that, I can't, sorry, I I was distracted because I'm seeing orbs float around. You guys, if you're on YouTube, do you see the orbs constantly in these videos? You know, I know that that energy is going to be with me and it's purposeful. And the more that I just allow it and sit with it and not internalize it and not judge it, that the more, the more likely it is to just leave for good, right? Because I need to integrate the energy. Remember, we need to integrate energy as we are making big life decisions. We don't always receive the, and it doesn't mean you made the wrong decision because you don't get the, Okay. So listen to this card. First of all, I want to show it to you. If you're on YouTube, I will show it. But don't worry, listeners that are listening on a podcast uh, on Apple or Spotify. I will read you the whole guidebook. This is how I want to end the day. So there's a card here, not a lot of colors, but mostly in black and white. There's a woman that is on her knees and she's got prayer hands. Okay, so she's like up at her head, at her face. There's two birds here. One's on her back and one's in front of her. And she looks like she's almost in a, um, like a wagon. It is a wagon, actually. Interesting, because there's wheels here. You want to know one of those, like, radio flyer wagons? Anyways, the color, the only color on this whole card is on the side of the wagon. And it is red, like a radio flyer. But instead of saying radio flyer, it says faith. And so the card that comes in is faith in the process. hope you guys listening that aren't watching can visualize that. So I'm going to move on to the guidebook and I'm going to read it straight from the guidebook. And I hope that these words seep into your heart and your soul and you absorb them and you allow them to penetrate and you allow them to release what needs to be released and that you feel a sense of well-being in the process that you feel a sense of comfort. So again, um, this is from the Sacred Re- Rebels Oracle by Alana Fe- Fairchild. These are not my words I'm about to read. They are Alana Fairchild's, And this is a long one. So just settle in. No matter how powerful we are, how much courage and strength we have, there are times when we can't quite move ourselves along to the next phase of life or creative exploration at such times. We need some divine intervention, a little help in pulling our trolley along. So to speak, when we are at the edge of our own limits and have no more personal resources, we might be left with only one spiritual power, that of faith, unfortunately, or sorry, not unfortunately, fortunately, that is enough. As unlikely as it may seem the invisible help from the universe is often more powerful than the physical efforts of a thousand men that is because the invisible help is not limited by physical laws it can shift bend and move in ways that defy limitations it can affect evoke and influence situations through invisible but undeniably persuasive means You are in a situation where you cannot set right the course of events all by yourself. This is not an indication that you have done something wrong, nor does this suggest that you are not strong enough. It is a sign that there is something bigger unfolding in your life, and your willpower will be supplemented by the power of life itself. Sometimes a bigger plan needs to manifest for the benefit of humanity and the earth. You need to shift your perspective to realize that you are part of the greater unfoldment of life, that your individual life serves the greater plan, and that you are not separate from its genius. This is what is happening now. You happen to be instrumental to the greater plan And as such, you need to accept your position and be moved, while also being empowered and protected as you make personal progress through your role in the grander scheme. This is a time for humility and trust. You need complete faith in the process and events that are happening. There is nothing to worry about. You will be moved most fully and easily and with the most grace and assistance through your faithful surrender. Ironically, it is through complete surrender and total faith that we become the most empowered. When we are no longer trying to impede the perfection of the greater plan, we can be aligned with and move by, be moved by the process, having faith in the benevolence of life rather than harboring the suspicions that life is seeking to catch us out. Then we can relax a little. Having faith in the process gives you space to be curious about what is taking space, right? That's where you get the ahas and the clarity. It comes from having the faith in the process. It helps you to relax enough to be open to what you are most in need of, even if you aren't exactly sure what that is or how it can happen. The guidance from this oracle comes direct from the greater source of life itself. There is now an opportunity for you to be moved from the situation you are currently in to the next chapter of your life story. You can't do it on your own. It is too big a shift. I don't know why, but I feel like I'm going to cry. If you do too, let it out. It needs the grace of life to intervene on your behalf. You will need faith though you may feel as though though the wheels of your trolley are coming off or that they are a bit rickety. But you must also understand that the voice of life is now coming straight to your heart with this message. I have resources you know not of. It is safe to trust in my ways and in my wisdom, for I love you and I am guiding you into all that is rightfully yours. Know that what is rightfully yours, what your heart truly desires, and you need not Fear, loss. Nothing that is meant to come to you will be denied, and it is safe for you to go and allow to let go and allow to move, to allow me to move you. Through faith and faith and peace is restored. You are able to know this and perhaps have some fun in the process. That could not be more true. By having that faith, by allowing that wiggle room where you're not judging yourself or internalizing things gives yourself that space to be curious about i wonder why i wonder why i was redirected from that you know like it gives you that space to be curious about something and curiosity is one of the most important things of life right that's where Everything comes from is from a sense of curiosity. I wonder if, I wonder what would happen if, I wonder if I could do this. I wonder if that's where, that's how life unfolds is through curiosity. And when we are holding too tightly or for internalizing or judging something, judging ourselves, feeling like we failed, we're impeding the natural curiosity that wants to run through you. I I know what this feels like firsthand. I had this moment on that live where I went, whoa, I didn't react the way I was. I usually would. I just stayed curious when I got that letter. I didn't cry. I didn't feel like a failure. I didn't feel unworthy. I didn't feel like, you know, the universe was shitting on me. I really didn't. I would have before. I would have. So I'm giving, I'm telling you this, I'm sharing it with you. This is my vulnerability because when you, when somebody else shows you the process of becoming something, of learning something, of unlearning something, it helps you see the same, be aware of the same, know how to, to even attempt that. I promise you, you are growing in so many ways Whether you realize it or not, you are not the same person you were five years ago or even two years ago. Maybe you're a different person than you were last month. Allow yourself to be curious about the why. Why? Why did this not work out the way I want to? And if you stay in that place of curiosity rather than judgment, the answer will come. The clarity will come. This is what true surrender is. When you want something so bad, you can taste it. And either it gets taken away from you or life just doesn't give it to you at all. It's human nature to go, oh, it must be something I've done. something I've done something wrong. Maybe I don't deserve it. But that's not the case at all. I truly believe that we're here living this human life to remember who we are, to remember that we are a part of the divine. Every single one of us, you, me, and every single one else is part of the divine. And I think that's what we're here to remember. You know, in the spirit world, we can manifest instantaneously so we can I can connect to someone in spirit and they can be with me and they can show me things in, in the room where you are as a way to say, I'm there too. They can create instantly. I want, I want to see this. Let's go here. And they're there. That's, that's energy. That's how energy works. And our spirit at some level remembers that and knows that is the truth. And then we come here. In these human bodies, right? Gravity, dense earth. Earth is dense energy. And things don't manifest instantaneously very often. But it doesn't mean that they don't manifest at all. They do. We just have to wait for it. So if we remember that we are spirit, that we are little droplets of the divine, And we know that thought creates and we know that we're supported and loved and that we can have what we're meant to have. There's where the trust and surrender comes in, right? We don't need to force life. There's a fine balance between, you know, doing the thing and being forceful. Remember the fourth, the four D's of manifestation, I'm going to drill that into you guys, the 4 D's of direct manifestation. What is number 4? It's to delegate. It's to say, "Okay, I've done all the things I can do. Leaving it up to you." Knowing that the universe always provides and cares for us, always wants what's in our highest and best good. We have to believe in ourselves. We have to know our worth. Sometimes we're going to be redirected because it's what for what is what is what is what in what I can't talk. I need a drink of water because it is what is in our highest and best good. I'm going to leave you today with one little affirmation here that is also in this guidebook. That the uh, creator, Alana Fieldchild, says, say aloud. So I'm going to say it aloud. I will talk. slowly as possible so that maybe you can repeat after or you can write it down if you want. I now ask that all disappointing experiences of the past that have led me to believe that life is not trustworthy Or that faith is a silly or immature way to deal with life. Be released from my mind, body, and heart. I ask for help to accept that I can and I will attract all that is needed into my life at the perfect time and in the perfect way. I ask to be empowered, to absolutely receive all that can assist me with gratitude and without shame or guilt. In doing so, I dedicate myself to be a clear, loving, open channel for the flow of life. I know the benefit in doing so. It's not limited to me but will flow so that life can benefit others through me. I trust in this now through unconditional love. So be it. See you again soon. Thank you for joining me for another episode here of the Intuitive Rising podcast. If you would like to continue the chats and join the community, please join us over on Facebook and search for the Intuitive Rising community. All are welcome. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider giving it a five-star rating. If you'd like to connect with me directly, please visit my website at theintuitiverising.com.